Super Bowl 55, only three days away. Welcome to the talk show. In this episode, I rambled about the Super Bowl. Yeah, I tried to make some predictions. I tried to tell you some bets. Guess what? You're just going to have to sit back and enjoy the game. You want to listen to me talk about the Super Bowl for about a half hour? Kind of just listen to my rambling thoughts. A window into my mind. Enjoy that. I think it's still a pretty good episode. It just goes to show you how great this game is going to be, I think. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Today's episode is brought to you by the NBA Store. Yeah, basketball season is in full swing. You got to gear up with your favorite NBA gear. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm going to go buy myself an Emmanuel Quickly jersey because he is the new savior. Where am I going to do that? I'm going to go to the NBA Store. How do I do it? I go to podgo, P-O-D-G-O dot co slash NBA. Go there now. Get up to 75% off select items from the NBA store. What are you waiting for? Do it now. Let me start with this. Whether it's the tuck rule or a crazy Julian Edelman catch or a team taking a sack to knock them out of field goal range or whether it's a game being called one way for 58 minutes and in the last two minutes they called a penalty they would have never called earlier. It always goes one way. The Brady way. And it's part of what makes him the GOAT. If you're going to complain about every time Tom Brady either gets a call or gets bailed out, a D Ford's offsides, then you're just not appreciating greatness. Yeah, he threw three picks in that second half. Doesn't change a thing. Tom Brady is the greatest all time because he's a winner. Because one way or another, his team comes out on top. So yeah. Sometimes he gets a little help from his friends. Don't we all? There's 52 players on a roster. 11 players on the field at once. 11 defensive players when Brady's not even on the field. Special teams. There's a lot that goes into winning football games. But Brady's always winning them. No matter what. Doesn't that kind of make you the GOAT? And then we could look at his numbers. Incredible. You can't argue it anymore. He's just astonishing. So if one guy was going to go down to Tampa, new team, a loser town, loser city, not only turned that franchise around, the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup, the Tampa Bay Rays went to the World Series, he turned the whole city around. If one guy was going to do that, it would be Tom Brady. So I think it all makes perfect, perfect sense that the Bucks, after just one year of Tom Brady, are now in the Super Bowl. Now, before I move any further, I want to explain myself. Why do I need to explain myself? I don't, but I do want to. I've been rooting for Aaron Rodgers. Everyone knows that. I've been talking about the Packers all year. I've been talking about, I picked them to beat the Bucks uh, in that AF- NFC Championship game. So I did pick them. I was wrong. My pick was wrong. I lost money on it. That's fine. All that's good. Doesn't matter. But Here's why I was rooting for them. I like to pick bets based on what I'm rooting for. Gives me something to root, like rooting interest. I know a lot of people say, well, bet the under because everyone's going to bet the over. Nobody likes betting unders. So there's more money on the under. I don't see it that way. Like it's just not fun for me. If betting's there to add excitement to the game, then I want it to add excitement to the game. You know what I mean? And I don't want to bet unders. But the reason I was rooting for Rodgers is for this. It's very simple. So Rodgers was written off. I thought they should have gotten 
a wide receiver in the draft and said they went with Jordan Love and then that whole controversy started. Now I've been a big Rodgers fan for a long time. Like I've said on here before, my roommate for three years was a Packer fan and that's how I kind of got into Aaron Rodgers. The, the Jets stunk and he did things on a football field that I hadn't seen anyone else do. And when Patrick Mahomes came along and started doing these incredible things, people were like, oh, we've never seen this before. And Patrick Mahomes is the most talented football player in the league. But I think Aaron Rodgers did some of those things before Mahomes did. And I think it got to the point where Aaron Rodgers became underappreciated. People like to hate on Rodgers, say he can't win in the playoffs, all things like that. And I want him to just prove the haters wrong, go to the Super Bowl, go play against Mahomes, see that his offense can keep up with Mahomes' offense. And guess what? I'm not making excuses. Rodgers had three opportunities after three Brady picks in the second half to go out there and prove that he's great. Down five. Three times. The third time they decide to kick the field goal. And you could blame LaFleur for that. But at the same time, Aaron Rodgers should have scored on one of the two earlier drives, if not both of them. Yeah, they pressured him. Yeah, different things happened. He had some drops. He had some beautiful throws as well. But still, Rodgers had every opportunity to win that game, and he didn't. And it's upsetting as a guy who rooted so hard for him, as a guy who really just wanted people to see how incredibly good Aaron Rodgers is. Get him back onto that Super Bowl stage. I was disappointed, but I was disappointed in Rodgers, not anything else. As far as Brady and the Bucks, we'll start there. Just incredible. That first half, that defense at the end of the first half, pathetic. Brady was tossing it up there and throwing up prayers and they were coming down right in his receiver's arms. Some beautiful throws. He tried doing it again in the second half and they were all picked off. So is there just a little bit of luck with Brady? Maybe, but it's incredible. And Bruce Arian said it after the game. He gave the team the confidence. He walked into that room and gave them the confidence that they could go to the Super Bowl. And Brady's become extremely likable. I mean, I hated him my whole life because I was a Jet fan. He was in the Patriots. But you see the moment with him and his son after the game. Different things like that. Just all these things that he does. The way he talks to the media these days. He's kind of honest, self, self-aware. self I talked about his moment with Drew Brees after the game against New Orleans. There's so many different things that you see now with Brady where he just kind of humanizes himself. And he appeals himself to the audience, to the crowd. It's incredible. And he's so likable. He's so easy to root for. So... A lot of people, a lot, a lot of people are going to be rooting for Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Now, some people think it's going to be a blowout. And why? Because the Chiefs look like they finally turned it on. Did they turn it on against Cleveland? No. But this week against Buffalo, or I should say last week, it didn't even look close. Like, there was nothing about that game. I was watching that game. I was kind of getting bored. I was like, okay, this is not even going to be close. It was Mahomes and the Chiefs were on a different level. Kelsey... Tyreek, all those guys, and should make for a really interesting Super Bowl because Brady's not getting blown out. Let me tell you that right now. Brady will not be blown out of this game. But Mahomes and the Chiefs, they're going to put up points. This isn't the San Francisco 49ers defense last year that held them pretty silent for about 50 minutes before the Chiefs turned it on for the last 10. I'd be shocked if the Chiefs have less than 30 points in this game, right? So hopefully they could keep it going. I guess this counts again as Andy Reid off a of bye, right? We could throw that, those stats out there. Lots of different things going on. 
So I'm going to break that all down. A lot to talk about with this game. Before I get into any of that, I want to talk about one thing, though, because it happened this week. I want to talk about the Matthew Stafford trade. And I know it's Super Bowl preview pod, but here's why I want to talk about the Matthew Stafford trade, because I'm a big Matthew Stafford fan. I have been. I don't know, something about quarterbacks in the North. Everyone knows I'm a Trubisky truther, too. But Matthew Stafford has crazy talent. We know about the gutsy performances, the crazy one against the Browns, where classic Browns, they call a timeout to let him come back into the game with like the dislocated shoulder to win the game. We've seen him make some sidearm, weird, awkward angle throws, kind of Mahomes-esque. So I like Matthew Stafford. I think he's talented. And I love the Rams. Everyone knows that I love the Rams because I'm a huge Aaron Donald guy. I think they could have won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. And it seems like Jared Goff was holding them back. Although he played well, he earned that big contract. But he was the difference between a guy that could win you a Super Bowl. And I think that's similar. People are talking about Sam Darnold now. He could be a Jared Goff type, it seems like, in this league. He's got more talent than Jared Goff. But is he going to be that it factor? Anyway... Back to the trade. So you're basically giving a first-round pick in order for them to eat the Jared Goff contract, which means the Lions don't want Goff. I'm reading stories. Goff may never take a snap as a Lion. They may draft a quarterback. They may just figure out something to do at quarterback this year. It's kind of sad for Jared Goff. He's going to turn into Josh Rosen, and he's not Josh Rosen. He's proven that he can play in this league. He made it to a Super Bowl, but The Rams, they're not one of those franchises that's going to sit around. And it was funny. Peter Schrager was posting on Twitter. He was tweeting all day about the Rams. The Rams don't sit around. The Rams make moves. The Rams do this. And I'm like, what is happening with the Rams? And then like three hours later, the story dropped that they made this trade. I was like, oh, thanks, Schrager. He was dropping little hints all day. And you know what? I like the move. The window's now. When you have this many good players under contract at once, it's hard to do that in the league. It's hard to keep that together. So you have Matthew Stafford. Yeah, he's a little older. He's 32 or 33. I don't think that matters. If you get two to three years out of him, that's your Super Bowl window. You have arguably the best player in football on the defensive side who controls every single game. You have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods who are good receivers. A couple young running backs came up this year and showed that maybe they could do something. There are pieces on this team. You got Jalen Ramsey. He made that trade. There's a lot on this team. And I wouldn't be shocked if this team is Super Bowl contenders. They're my favorite in the NFC West next year. And I think the 49ers will be back. The Seahawks are a different story. I've talked about them. I think they're more of a mess than people like to think. Arizona's a good team also. So that division is always great. But I really think the Rams with Matthew Stafford are the favorites in that division. So I really like that trade for the Rams. I do think Jared Goff can still play in this league and still start. I'd like to see him kind of right the ship a little bit in his career, but I just wanted to make those points about that. All right, I'm going to take a quick break to talk about Anchor, and then I'm going to preview the Super Bowl. The funny thing about this year's Super Bowl is that I feel like I'm on Radio Row now because Radio Row has been really weird this year. Um, There's obviously no one in Tampa. I guess some people are starting to trickle down there now. The Bucks have a huge advantage, bigger than any year past, because they just got to sit at home for weeks before the Super Bowl when the Chiefs probably won't even get there. I think maybe they're arriving today or something, which is crazy. So big advantage for Tampa. Not only are they at home, but because of COVID, 
they get to be there weeks in advance, whereas the Chiefs don't come till even later than a Super Bowl team would normally get to the Super Bowl city. So interested added bonus. But I was saying about Radio Row, it's just remote. It's super weird to watch. You're seeing Brady and Mahomes be interviewed at the same time. You have all these sponsors with the Zoom and the background. It's super interesting. Great job by the NFL to put something together anyway. It's still entertaining. It's still fun to watch, but it's not the same. And I feel like I could be there because all I got to do, turn my camera on, turn my Zoom on, go find some random person who's promoting something and be like, hey, let's do a show about the Super Bowl. This is Radio Row. But this is my version of Radio Row. It's my pre-Super Bowl podcast. So I thought I'd throw that in there. About the game. Let's get to the game because finally... We got to do that. We got to talk about what could happen, betting strategies, all that. I had two betting rules all year. I said this all year. Two rules for betting. Don't bet against Mahomes. Don't bet against Brady. Well, we could throw that out the window because we got to get bet against one of them. Now, I don't know if I'm going to bet this game because I don't know if I want to bet against one of them. If you're at home, either take the points with the Bucks, or take the team you want to root for. If you want to root for the Chiefs, take the Chiefs. If you want to root for the Brady and the Bucks. Take the Bucks Now, I don't want to root against either of those teams because it'll be painful. I spent my whole life as a pain Jet fan. Why would I subject myself to another painful fan experience of rooting for against one of these great players? So I don't know. Maybe I'll root for... I'll bet some overs, do something fun. I'll figure that out. But my two betting rules are totally off the table because these guys are so incredible. These guys are the best guys in the league. You have Brady, whatever. I don't know what it is. He can't lose. He looks as healthy as ever. He looks as good as ever. And he can't lose. He's just, it's not a talent thing. It's just a mentality almost, almost like the Mamba mentality. It's a mentality with Brady. He doesn't lose in big games. Mahomes, well, he's just the greatest player we've ever seen. I mean, no one's seen anything like him. The plays he pulls out of his butt, he's going to pull some big plays out of his butt. I think the strategy for the Bucks in this game is simple. You send the house at him. You try and pressure him. You try and make him uncomfortable. Now, you can't send more than four or five guys at him. So when I say send the house, you got to get pressure to him in creative ways. Todd Bowles going to have to be very, very creative. If you can pressure Mahomes with five or less guys, you have a chance. If you need to start bringing a fifth consistently or a sixth, then it's over. He'll dissect you. He'll buy enough time to find the open man. Tyreek will be open. McCole Hardman is fast enough. He'll just stretch the field. And of course, Kelsey in the middle of the field will be open. But there are paths to victory for either one of these teams. Here's the path for the Bucks. It's very simple. All you got to do is pressure Mahomes with four. Now, they did it last week or two weeks ago against the Packers. They were able to pressure Aaron Rodgers without bringing a whole lot of blitzers. Todd Bowles disguised everything really well. If you can pressure Mahomes, he's still going to pull a couple plays out of his butt. So let's say they put up 24 points. Maybe they make a special teams mistake. Miss an extra point. Listen, KC's been sloppy this year. They haven't been as methodical as they were last year. That's funny. Tampa's kind of been sloppy this year also. So it's not very two very refined teams, but these two teams definitely have the most talent on their rosters in the league. Those guys up front for the Bucks who got after Rodgers all game last week, they're going to be doing the same thing against Patrick Mahomes. Now, I don't know 
what the deal with the offensive line is because there are some injuries on the offensive line for the Chiefs and that could play a role in this. So here's what you got to know. If you can pressure Mahomes, you can hold them under 24 or less points. That's a very easy path to victory for Brady. All he's got to do is put up 25 points. He should be able to do that against this Chiefs defense. Now for Tom, don't turn the ball over. Not that difficult for Tom Brady. Don't turn the ball over. If you don't throw a pick, you'll most likely win this game. If every time you have the ball, you either score, kick a field goal, touchdown, or punt, I think they'll win. Don't give freebies to Patrick Mahomes. Don't give them momentum. So that's pretty simple. Pressure Mahomes. Don't turn the ball over on offense. For the Chiefs, the path to victory is just go absolutely nuts. Let them score, sure. But just put up a million points. Figure out just unique, smart ways to get Mahomes involved, to get Tyreek Hill involved, to get Kelsey involved, to get Hardman, whoever's playing, if Watkins is available. Get everyone involved on the offense. And I think it's what the Chiefs do best. I mean, you cannot slow down Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is going to have 100 yards in this game. He's going to make some key blocks. It's going to be incredible. And there's some fun storylines with this. So I mentioned Kelsey. You have Gronk on the other side. Kind of like the old great tight end and the new great tight end. Just like we have the old great quarterback with the new great quarterback. So a lot of cool stories there. Andy Reid won his first Super Bowl last year. But Bruce Arians is a very respected coach who hasn't won. So maybe he gets his first Super Bowl. Lots of cool stories here. Lots of cool stories. Of course, Arians won as an assistant, but never as the head coach. So for Bruce Arians, it kind of be cool for him to win his first Super Bowl against the guy who got his first last year. And that brings me to another point, something to look out for. In every Super Bowl, a coach makes a crazy decision. Sean Payton, onside kick. Doug Peterson and the Philly Philly special. Crazy, that was three years ago today. Starting quarterback not there. Head coach not there. Like I said, no team feels further removed from a championship this soon after. Quite like Philly. But one coach in this game is going to have the guts to make a call to draw up something, whether it's special teams, defense, a decision, on a fourth down, that's going to change the entire game. Either positively for his team or negatively. I see Andy Reid taking that chance. Andy Reid is known to take chances. And also Andy Reid already got his Super Bowl last year. I talked about this. Because Andy Reid won his Super Bowl, he can play a little bit more relaxed. He can do things like he did on that fourth down with Chad Henney against the Browns. Take a chance. Go for it here and there. That's a big thing. Bruce Arians, maybe his window's this year. Maybe it's next year also with Brady. But in his first time in this game, he doesn't want to mess it up. He's trying to get his first. He's not going to want to mess it up. He might coach a little bit more conservatively. And if that's the case, he may have to lean on Todd Bowles to ramp it up, to call the plays that are going to shock Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. Some of the plays that will be risky, take chances, 
And if you look at Todd Bowles, he just looks like such a risk taker. We had him as the Jets head coach for, what, three years? In his press conferences and stuff, he really seems like the type of guy who's going to get out there and take risks. But his defenses do. That's something to watch also. All right. I think that's all. If you want to talk about some simple bets, take Travis Kelsey over on yards, over on catches. It's fun to root for overs. He's going to get it. Take Tom Brady to probably rush for a touchdown. It feels like every or at least rush for a first down every one of these games. Take the over on however many yards it is. Thing is with the kneel down at the end of the game, so he could rush for three yards because he had a QB sneak and then he kneels down a couple times and he loses those yards. So be careful with that, but that those are pretty easy bets. Bet the under for the total points in the first quarter. I like that bet a lot. I think the Bucks won't score on their first drive. I think the Chiefs will go up 7-0 in this game. So that's my opinion. I think the Chiefs will have a 7-0 lead. Here's how I see this game going. I see 7-0 Chiefs early. I see the Bucks get a field goal, 7-3. Chiefs score again, chance to go up 14-3, miss the extra point. Brady comes back, gets a touchdown, 13-10 halftime score, something like that. Bucks come out in the second half after the Chiefs go three and out. They score a touchdown. Chiefs match. What did I say? 2017 now. Something crazy is going to happen along the way. Yeah, I think the Chiefs win. I think I think the Chiefs will win. Whoever has the ball last will really win. That's what's going to come out come down to. So like I said, I think it'll be a three-point game with about three minutes left. The Chiefs leading by three. Whoever has the ball wins. I mean, that's how simple it is. Tom Brady and the Bucks can win this game. I I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know who I'm betting on. This is great podcast material. Me sitting here thinking about what I should do in this game. There's no right answer. Brady's that good. Mahomes is that good. Le'Veon Bell is playing Antonio Brown in the Super Bowl. I'm just throwing out random stories now because Le'Veon Bell is playing Antonio Brown in the Super Bowl. Two guys who forced their ways out of teams, out of Pittsburgh, and then out of the Raiders, out of the Jets. And now they made it to Super Bowl contenders, and one of them will win a Super Bowl championship. So that's pretty awesome for sports. Just let these divas go do whatever they want. Great. Is that it? Is that all I got? I mean... I think it is. This game is so good. The game speaks for itself. There's so many storylines. I don't think there's much else to cover. It's going to be an incredible game. It's going to be close. If you think there's going to be a blowout one way or another, I think that's crazy. I hope we see the Chiefs offense fully turned on. I want to see them put up 35, 40 points. And I want to see Brady try and match it. Remember the Super Bowl against Philly? The Pats-Philly Super Bowl, where they're matching back and forth with points. That was a fun game. Some crazy plays, some crazy fourth downs. Obviously, the Philly-Philly special. Pats tried it themselves. Brady dropped the pass. So many different things. I want to see that. I want to see these offenses come out and just absolutely explode against each other. It'll be a super fun game. I can't help you with the betting. Maybe take the Bucks because they get the points. Maybe take the Chiefs if you think they'll win. Either way, enjoy Sunday. I'll wrap it up. I'll jump right into the basketball season afterwards, jump into a whole bunch of other things. I have some stuff planned, baseball, 
some other podcasts. Going to be really fun. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Until next time, see ya.